Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. Good evening. It is now time for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Danker together with Ziaul Raushan. Swollen eyes and with the theme today, adios amigo. If you're up at 2am, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Monday Blues took a whole new turn today, right? When we woke up to that result. I didn't particularly watch the game in hindsight. I'm glad I didn't because boy, would have been frustrating. My gosh. Uh, and it's all down to Manchester United losing 1-0 to West Ham. West Ham look almost safe from relegation. Um, safe to say they are safe from relegation. We know Chelsea are safe, by the way. <laughs> Good gosh. Um, but the comments come out of that was that howler from David De Gea in the 22nd minute or so and also Eric Ten Hag talking about whether or not David De Gea will stay on uh, as you know he's in the middle of contract negotiations right now let's play this clip from Eric Ten Hag the Manchester United manager first before we get into this discussion we want him to stay and we want him to extend his contract so uh, mistakes are part of football and then as team hey, you, you have to deal with it and you have to bounce back um, because it's a team sport and as you said over the season he's the one with the most clean seats and also we did it as a team and, but it can happen it's part of football um, but everyone has to take responsibility but more important is as a team get a result yeah I, I can understand why Ten Hag has come out to defend David De Gea any good manager has to right but the proof is in the pudding how many times has this happened it's been four times this year and all of them has had catastrophic results, right? Yeah, but yesterday yeah. in particular, look, they conceded in the 22nd minute, so I can't put it all down to David De Gea. Yes, it was a howler that conceded, but the attack didn't do much else to rescue a result for Manchester United as well. But however, zooming in on this, is it time? Adios amigo topic that we're trying to establish, right? I think so. I think David's time at the club is over, purely because he's been there since 2011. Yeah. He's won everything capable of winning, bar the Champions League. He's been player of the year four times, He's the record appearance holder for a goalkeeper. He's got the record number of clean sheets. I just feel it's hit a bit of a glass ceiling in that sense where David doesn't have much else to prove anymore. And with every mistake that he makes, and there are going to be a few, he's just going to take away something from his legacy. And if I were David, I'd carefully consider if that's what I want. But that's the thing, right? Who wants to pick you up right now? Uh, where does your future lie? Um, I mean, he almost went to Real Madrid because uh, if not for a fax machine problem... Um, I, I think the deeper question should be the system that Ten Hag wants to play. Clearly, we're missing our, our favourite centre-backs in Rafa Varane as well as Lisandro Martinez. Uh, but the problem being Ten Hag wants that sort of ball-playing type of, of goalkeeper. David Hair is way too old-fashioned. You look like your Alison Becker. You look like uh, you look at the guy from Manchester City. Edison, Edison, Edison for life of me, name uh, slips my mind. De Gea is uh, slowly becoming like a Hugo Lloris. Yeah, that, that's the issue, right? He arrived in 2011 as one of the most highly rated shot stoppers. Unfortunately for David De Gea, football seems to have moved on. And mm. to your point, it's not about his shot stopping because hand on heart, David De Gea has bailed us out so many times with his immense shot stopping. In fact, if you look at the highlights last night, there were a few goals that he saved because of his shot stopping. True, but true. he is culpable to the mistake, the odd mistake. But more worryingly, is he suited to Eric Ten Hag's modern style of football? That's mm. the question, and I think that's why 70% of the fans who 
re- uh, replied to my poll on Instagram suggested that it's time for David De Gea to move on. I think half of that stems from the frustration of what happened last night. The other half is looking at the bigger picture in terms of the football they expect from Manchester United going forward. I've got uh, the same poll running. We decided to do this together. Should David De Gea stay beyond this summer or not? And I've got 57% of fans saying no, he should not stay. 43% of fans saying yes. Uh, and some of these fellas are Liverpool fans, uh, from what I can see. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, <laughs> skewing the odds in that poll. Like, look, very quickly, we talk about David yeah, De Gea being yeah. in this contract discussion yes, at this point, yes. right? It's a bit unfortunate. Imagine you're up for appraisal, up for review. But the one month leading up to it, you make so many mistakes. You're not going to go into that discussion with a lot of confidence, are you? And similarly for David De Gea, I feel with every mistake, the ball then falls into the the board's court because they're going to say, look, you're on crazy amount of money now. We need you to take a pay cut to stay on at the club. And then he's going to say, but no, I'm the undisputed number one. But can you continue to fight that fight if you're making mistakes as such? So I feel like the, the negotiation power is almost shifting slightly to the board now with every mistake that David is making. I spoke to three Manchester United fans. Here's Man United fan number one, Johan Lee, who talks about David De Gea and mentions the very things that you brought up, contract negotiations. Have a listen. I feel that David De Gea should stay. Uh, I mean, we are all human. No keeper is perfect. We've all had our ups and downs. Um, This guy still holds the most clean sheet this season. And I just feel... His contract negotiations is throwing him off his game a bit. Lah. And um, I mean, imagine this. You've been working for the same company for the past 12 years, right? And you've seen people come and go, but you are still here. And, um, and it would only mean that you are doing such a great job, all right? And then one day your boss tells you that you have to take a pay cut. I mean, how would you feel? I feel that, you know, everybody has that friend, you know. Yeah, who's yeah. been in David De Gea's situation. Yeah, I think <laughs> Johan makes an excellent point, right? Suddenly, your boss asks you to take a big cut. No one's going to be happy. I mean, yeah. ego-wise, it's going to take a knock on someone who's perceived to be the undisputed number one correct, at Manchester correct. United, right? But counter-arguing what Johan just said, right? Mm. I do feel it's almost a case of it's a position that's been neglected for Manchester United for so long and that's why he's managed to stay for as long as he has. Manchester United have had so many other issues on other parts of the pitch that they focused on that, splashed the cash there rather than address the goalkeeping issue and that same point might work in David De Gea's favour heading into this summer because while 70% of the fans on my poll say he shouldn't stay... I feel like Manchester United need to splash the cash elsewhere. They need new attackers. They need new midfielders. Will they then have money left to get a new goalkeeper? I'm not so sure. See, here's the problem, right? And I like exactly what you said. That position has been neglected. You've kind of made him indispensable. He's number two. is what, Jack Butlin? What's he going to do, right? Um, And the best that we saw from David De Gea in recent years was that very season when Dean Henderson was still at the club. You know, before he got his injury, before the Euros, we were seeing a Dean Henderson push. David De Gea. They were warming up together and one would argue in that Europa League final, Dean Henderson should have been substituted to handle the penalties because he's got a good record. And now that Henderson's at Forest, unfortunate with a number of injuries, 
David Gea is back to you know that uh, how should I put it complacent self. Yeah, that that lack of competition has obviously bred a bit of overconfidence yes. in David De Gea. And for Dean Henderson's sake, just to mention his career, I think he's had very very unfortunate luck with injuries. When he mm. broke into the Manchester United team, I think Oligana Solskjaer was brave enough to put De Gea aside and put Dean Henderson in goal. Then he succumbed to COVID, I believe, and yes. then De Gea came back fresh vigor. But right now, to your point, who is the competition? What is happening? And you make the case for not having their first choice centre-backs, right? Varane and Martinez. Mm -hmm. And then there's the ticking time bomb that is David De Gea right at the back. And that all adds to the uncertainty of the back line because you need secure, confident players. Look at Alisson. It's a team effort. Exactly. Look at Alisson, how he's yes. revolutionised yes. the Liverpool back line. Scored a couple of goals as well. Yeah. So we're not expecting David De Gea to raise his levels to that much. We're trying to cajole him into being a new age goalkeeper. But to your point that you made earlier, maybe he's too old for that. Because keep in mind, it's not just Manchester United where his career is up in the air at the moment. Spain have completely dropped him as well. Yes. And that must take a knock on anyone, right? Any player, the ego, the stature that you feel and confidence is every for a goalkeeper. I want you to think about this while we listen to this clip next. Um, you know, if money is an issue, right, what is the most practical or who is the most practical signing United can make to sort of settle that goalkeeping position, even if it's for uh, two or three seasons? Uh, in the meantime, let's listen to Joshua Chin uh, talking about the David De Gea situation, but he's a lot more practical about, about it. The way that Ten Hag wants to play the football, I don't think De Gea is up to it, although he's much younger as compared to when Van der Sar actually retired. However, that said, given reports that uh, we only have $100 million to spend this summer, regardless of who takes over the club, I don't think the goalkeeper should be the priority right now. So I would say De Gea, out of no choice, we should just keep him. Out of no choice. Yeah, that's the sad state of affairs, right? I guess mm. the only competition that we can give to De Gea would be bringing Dee Henderson back from okay. loan because he is on loan and yep, Nottingham yep. Forest hasn't had a great time maybe Ten Hag brings him back and then puts him as number one that way De Gea will perhaps be forced to react and try and grow into the game but yeah as Joshua pointed out we might not have the money to replace it and that's the worrying part we, and, and okay well Henderson's on a five-year contract so he's about three years left more than enough time for him to prove himself he's 26 years old I think we let go of David De Gea right and Practically, even for at least two or three seasons, you know who we can bring in? Kelo Navas. Look at him at Forest, even though they concede goals, that's that's because of the kind of defence he's got in front of him. But there is a player in there. He's still got it. And perhaps you could look at it as uh, he's had six months to kind of understand the English game. We bring him to United, bring Dean Henderson back. Uh, we could have a pretty solid back line. Yeah, I like your point. Maybe he's got some Premier League experience yeah. at, at uh, Nottingham Forest, right? And for a Champions League winning goalkeeper to play, be playing at Nottingham Forest, that doesn't on, exactly yeah. speak of the levels he should be at. So perhaps that's a, that's a possible signing that Manchester United can make. I just feel there needs to be a bit more competition and there yeah. needs to be a bit more squad depth and it's not just the goalkeeping situation I'm talking about it's across the board I think Manchester United need to beef themselves up slightly because as you can see the wheels seem to be slightly coming off that top four chase we are going to talk about that after these comments from Alvin Tan are Manchester United in genuine danger potentially not making it to the Champions League top four in the meantime here's Alvin Tan on the David De Gea situation what a howler. Um, I think David De Gea has uh, gone past his due date. I think it's about time um, that United look at new possibilities. He's been at the club for 11 years, 12 years. I, I think it's 11. 
and uh, the success rate has been up and down. He he hasn't been consistent throughout his career. He's got great seasons, he's got good seasons, and he's had a bad season. This is one of his worst. But yeah, at the same time, right, I think Jamie Carragher brought on a very good uh, point that he's got 15 clean sheets this season, which is really a good number. But yet at the same time, with so many mistakes that he's made over the last uh, couple of games, I think it's it's time. He's, he's just not focused. He's just not good enough. I think he's got to go. Are we going to make top four? I hope so. I pray so. I didn't think it would be as tight as it's turning out to be. But yeah, if De Gea continues to make mistakes like this, I'm not so sure. That that clean sheet stat that I want mm. to address, right? 15 clean sheets put mm-hmm. David De Gea top of that list, right? I think we need to carefully consider the stats when we talk about it in its entirety. I think we need to realise that it's not just him leading the pile, it's the mistakes. And it comes with the territory yes, of being a yes. goalkeeper. You'll be maybe remembered for your mistakes a bit more from your, than your saves and that's unfortunate but for David De Gea's sake I think he needs to resurrect his career and find some confidence elsewhere. I felt we were more forgiving with Fabian Barthez but uh, final four fixtures from Manchester United 13th May taking on Wolves they're at home United are better at home They've, they're horrible away uh, they are away on the 20th of May against Bournemouth uh, they are home thankfully against Chelsea on the 26th of May careful Chelsea's back they're going to survive relegation uh, and final game is a home Home game, luckily, against Fulham on the 28th of May before they go take on uh, Manchester City at Wembley. Yeah, you talk about it there, the number of home fixtures, that's the that's only help. scant consolation yeah, yeah. that any Manchester United can fan, fan can take because of the form at home. Right? I also think fatigue is finally catching up with this team. I mean, the break Manchester United are going to have from now till the next game mm. that we play is for the first time since Christmas that they've had a week off without considering international fixtures or the break in play. So it's really caught up with this team and you can see some of these players are laboured. Marcus yeah. Rashford who went through that purple patch no, after the World Cup. They're playing this like if I pass the ball to Rashford he's the only one who looks like he's going to score and everyone's found out what the gig is. And Exactly, there's an over-reliance on that, right? And eventually fatigue is going to catch yeah. up. I think it's on Ten Hag now to just motivate his boys because there is one final month left this season and then there's the FA Cup final, the Manchester derby to look forward to. So right now, he needs to drill it home that you need to secure top four before we even contemplate the FA Cup final and trying to derail City's treble chances. So it's going to be crucial and it would be highly embarrassing if we don't finish in the top four at this point. Final thoughts. I mean, just because we've won the League Cup, even if I give you the FA Cup, if we don't finish top four, success or failure season? I think failure because I think I feel there's going to be bigger ramifications to missing out on the Champions League in terms of signing and growing from there. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.